still think about it all the time. I still walk by a restaurant or a bar and I immediately scan where the taps are and look in the window and, and scan with it. I, it might, it's funny what my brain does, but it doesn't necessarily want it anymore. It just looks for alcohol. It just doesn't need it anymore. So in answer to your question, once a week, once every 10 days, when there's a social event, yes, I, I will have a drink or two, but it's that's pretty much all it is. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah, and I feel like the way you describe it and how you kind of give little anecdotal examples, like you have a lot of mindfulness around this whole experience and you're kind to yourself. Like it's the holidays, you're noticing you're drinking and things, but you're you're watching that, you're noticing it, you're not beating yourself up for it. And I, I think that's really, really important when going on this method because like you said, it's not just a perfect like downward slope of drinking. It's, it's up and down and you're noticing your triggers and, and I just think that's really important. I think everybody knows, I think when you're really starting to come to terms, when we, I shouldn't say me, I should say me, when I finally really did something about it, it had been years of, in the back of your head, you, you know you have a problem. I would say that most people, way before they ever actually do anything about it, you know when you've got a problem. So you really start to look at it and you see it, you know when you're like, I'm just gonna have one and you don't give six, and why did I do it again? And how did this happen again? And I'm not gonna drink today, and I'm not gonna have a vodka and soda with vodka and orange juice for breakfast. And I was not a morning drinker, but you know, the other occasion you drink your way through a hangover, you get you just like everything. Um, you really do become aware of your drinking in the last couple of years. I didn't know, yeah, you did, you did know, you just were scared to do anything about it. And I think that I talk about it very openly, especially with people that want to talk about it. And I love these conversations because I think we all went through a lot of shame. There's still a big stigma around alcohol, right? Mm -hmm. And alcohol use disorder. I, I hate the word alcoholic because it's one thing. It's got to stick around it. You're a horrible person. Oh, you're an alcoholic. You know, you, you imagine rolling around in a trench coat with a paper bag peeing yourself. That's not an alcoholic. Alcoholic is everything from not alcoholic. Alcohol use disorder is what we use now because it's a sliding scale, right? You can be that person that has a vodka and orange juice every morning. You got the shakes and you have to start off with alcohol. Or you can be most of the time that I was a fully functioning alcoholic. I never lost a job over it. I definitely showed up hungover a few times, maybe even still drunk, but I didn't lose a job. I was just the person that was dependent on alcohol to get me through everything. Uh, so events, sex, um, boring things, fun things. I relied on it and in the end, I actually couldn't put it down. Sometimes crazy, sometimes weren't, but I wasn't what you think the movies of an alcoholic were. So I think talking about it is incredibly important and sharing the crazy stories. For me, I like sharing them because somebody said once, you can laugh about something in the future. Let's laugh about it now. <laughs> we might as well just get it out and, and get the shame out and get all that stuff out. And let's have a laugh, like a short, let's laugh about this stuff. Because the great thing about all AUD people being around each other is, and a bunch of AUD people in a room are a lot of fun. I'm not an AA person, it didn't work for me, it worked for a lot of people, it didn't work for me, but the one great thing about those rooms is you're sharing with people that know the road that you went down, and every crazy story that you have, someone's got one better. And that's important. I do think that we can laugh about those things. Um, and when we can, we're human, we're not perfect. We don't have, we're not horrible people that were heathens, that's what I used to think about myself. I'm a horrible person, I should be guilty and shameful and I can't put it down and why can't you stop? It's a biological, they've proven about, you know more about this, uh, you know, with Rhea than I do about the 
read this now this book read all those books on alcoholism it is a biological thing it is an environmental thing it's not about you're a crappy person that has no self-control no man it's tough it's really hard people that do not struggle with AED don't understand um what that struggle is but the people that do recognize it we need to stick together man we need to be able to go no we're not bad people we just have had an issue with alcohol and the Sinclair method comes along and helps you fix that at least for me yeah. that was it was my answer and I think it could be everybody's answer science is the answer and I hope in 10 years all AUD sufferers now know an automatic route to getting out of the struggle because right now it, it it's not talked about enough it's not and you know how you and I got connected because on your Twitter you were vocal about naltrexone and you you know tend to spread the message there about its effects um, for helping with alcohol use disorder. So, you know, being an actress and being someone who's in the public eye and, you know, potential for scrutiny, you've still been an advocate for it and you're still using your voice to, you know, share really intimate and vulnerable stories about these things that you've maybe held shame around. Um, so where is that courage coming from? What's leading you to really be an advocate for this when, you know, easily you could not, you could secretly take care of your alcohol dependence and no one would know? Well, a couple of different things. I'm a really, really open, the heart of my sleeve, who I am, what you see is what you get. I'm a very, I'm lucky that I'm a very, very open book. And I, again, as I said, I, I'm, I'm into talking about all the crazy moments that we all do because I think that bonds us and ties us all together and we all recognize that we're all in this together and we're not perfect. So I'm really into talking about what I struggled with. And I think that's humanity. I think that the way we are gonna get through this life is being able to say, here are my battle wounds. Here are my scars. I'm human. Does anybody else? Can you? We need compassion. We need empathy and sympathy for each other and with each other. And when we can talk about those things openly, that's how we heal. So I, when I found something that finally worked for me, and it took ten years, um, I went, oh my god, people need to know about this. Because when I took it and that magic bullet, when the, when the lights went on, and I went, I. I don't have to struggle with this anymore. Science was the answer. It wasn't a higher power, which I do have, by the way. I totally have a higher power. Um, but that wasn't, that's not how I managed my alcohol. It was science. It was no tracks on the same clear method. When I found something that finally was this magic, I went, I have to share this. This is, I can't keep this to myself. And because I'm so open and loud, it was something that I went, you realize, Sam, that you're going to have to be open about this at some point in time. You're going to have to go public with this. It's here. You can't hold this back. It's just, it wouldn't be fair. Mm -hmm. I can affect a lot of people, and I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I just mean, because I'm an, uh, I'm an actor, and, and a lot of people do, it's going to sound so, I don't know how to say it without being arrogant. Um, a lot of people, for, for example, Twitter. I have 96,000 Twitter followers, and a lot of them, because I did a show called Supernatural, um, for a number of years, it's where I get a lot of my followers. A lot of them are young. They're young women. They look up to me because I had a very strong character on the show. I was a gun-toting, borrowing broad in the, you know, the broad sense. And they all looked up to me. They looked up to my character, Ellen Harbell. And they still tweet me and message me, and they look up to me. And I thought 